welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Hello and welcome spiritual trailblazers. I am so excited to dive into this because I feel like this topic is a hidden gem for many. Tea your way to less stress, more peace, and better immunity with Linan Milky. Let me tell you about her. Linan is an energy and tea practitioner and intuitive and creator of the well-infused life. The Well-Infused Life is a transformative lifestyle program incorporating all of Linan's extensive training with her love and knowledge of tea. She has a BS in biological psychology, a master's degree in fifth ele- five element acupuncture, is a certified health coach and Ray K practitioner. Linan is additionally trained in multiple forms of meditation and mindfulness techniques. It is during her master's degree studies that her research and experimentation with tea and its many restorative and energetic properties began. These studies led Linan, a tea lover at the age of five, to being in the first group ever in the U.S. of certified tea specialists in 2003. She has spoken at the World Tea Expo, the Tea Industry Trade Show in 2017 and 2018, and has continues and, and continues to conduct tea and meditation classes throughout the U.S. at retreats and seminars. Linan is currently teaching tea as meditation, one-on-one via Zoom and in person when allowed, and doing intuitively curated personal tea blends. She is also taking clients into her well-infused life program as space permits. Linan, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, I am so thrilled to have you here. I, like I was saying earlier in the introduction, believe that tea is a hidden gem. So, you know, just diving right into that. Why tea? Um, well, as you said, I've always been a tea drinker from a little girl. would have tea with my um, grandmothers. And that was always a really fun, exciting thing to do. And then as I grew up, my mom and I started going to teas on a regular basis. Um, but when I went to acupuncture school, uh, we studied herbs and um, I had, didn't have a super fall in love of, with them. They're very, very powerful, very potent, um, but also um, not very pleasant sometimes. And uh, I began to notice that patients, even in clinic before I even graduated, were not always compliant with their herbal uh, regimes because they didn't taste good or they didn't like them or they were complex. And I read in a Taoist magazine one day an article about high mountain oolong teas. And I was just fascinated and immediately um, ordered tea from the company that they recommended. And I remember I spent $250 and the box came and I was very excited and it was very tiny. 
<laughs> for what you would expect for $250 worth of tea. And I remember my mother looking at me and saying, is more coming later? Or <laughs> why is it? Um, and I immediately had good taste in high quality teas from the get-go. And I just, that, that started my study and love of tea from a more prescriptive, um, looking at it as a tool, um, how it can be used, how it was used. I was fascinated that it was used by monks in meditation and has been for thousands of years. Um, and that really began in earnest my, um, my studies of tea and um, I became um, certified as a tea specialist by the um, Specialty Tea Institute, which is the educational arm of the U.S. Tea Association and have um, taught for that certification program since. So that was really it. And I began um, in my uh, private practice of acupuncture, um, storing and selling teas to patients because I would tell them what to do and they wouldn't do it in terms of ordering it. So I thought, fine, I'll just have it here. And that started my, my retail tea business as, as well um, in my practice. And, and, and it is like that still today. Okay. And tea, tea for me, it was just, um, it never, it, I like the fact that no matter how much I study and read um, and practice tea and taste teas, I'll never be finished. And that appeals to me. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those people where I have to know everything and it takes the pressure off when you know that you probably won't. <laughs> but, so you can go at it at a really uh, enjoyable pace and know that there will be always a new tea to taste, something new to learn about the leaf. Um, and that's, that's something that I love about it. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's truly amazing. I think that's the, not think I, this is what I believe, the true markings of a, a great teacher, master, whatever, whatever you want to call it, coach, is that they never stop learning, that they right. realize that they will always be the student. And right. that's really refreshing to hear uh, because I, I have been one of the people who came across a uh, like I said, guru, coach, however you want to uh, phrase it, where it's just a little bit like, mm, we now left that space of where you are the student and you're also the teacher and you created a, a good space for everyone to right. learn. Right. Um, well, I believe that we're all on a path. Um, it, it may look different um, for, for different people, but it's basically the same path. Mm -hmm. And each of us is on it um, ahead of some other people and behind others. And mm -hmm. so it's really about, uh, as I coach and, and about um, doing the life coaching and also about tea in general, it's really about letting people see that I'm sort of a, a Sherpa, a guide along the way. And I'm very much interested in, in letting people realize and learn how to be their own guru. Um, we, we have to get to a point where we realize that we have an internal compass, um, a divine spirit, um, a higher self, a higher knowledge that we a lot of times don't tap into. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly looking to the external 
for opinions, facts, uh, help with decisions before we ever really consult ourselves. And a lot of times that comes from fear, but a lot of times it comes from not even really knowing how to do that. And tea is one of those ways that we're able to learn to do that and to cultivate um, that as a skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's also interesting uh, when you were saying that when you were giving advice or instructions to take this tea, do this, et cetera, the people didn't want to do it. And I find that um, interesting because I feel like that happens on two occasions when people don't see the value in something or they think it's too difficult. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying, look, you, you could be your own guru, you're literally trying to give people their power back in right. ways. So I would love to dive into, uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, before we began recording, is some of the, the tea properties, because I know tea can be easily overlooked, especially since there's so many teas, whether you're in a supermarket or you're going to a store. So uh, we can even start with your, your favorite tea. Um, what are some of the properties that people need to know about um, teas that can help them to better understand it so they can appreciate it more? Well, first and foremost, tea as uh, a plant, and I'll say this before we get started just so I don't forget this, but what you just said about giving people their own power back, this is also why tea and learning about it is such an important thing now in these times because the pandemic has basically taken away all structures that made people feel safe, that they relied on, that they could count on. And so having your own ability to create a safe space for yourself with a personal tea practice is a tool that right now people need to cultivate more than ever. So having said that, the leaf itself, tea is a fascinating plant because I believe that when you're drinking it, um, it's one of the only things, um, there are others, but it's one of the only really easily accessible thing that can impact us on a body, mind, spirit level all at the same time. And that's because there are uh, physiological properties in the uh, leaf that um, help the body. Um, they, uh, from an immunity standpoint, there's polyphenols and catechins um, that are antioxidants and help fight off um, disease and illness that help build uh, an improved and sustainable immunity to illness. Um, but more impo- my favorite part is that there are um, very few people really realize that the caffeine in tea is very different than caffeine in other sources in that it has mm. a partner working with it, L-theanine, which is an amino acid. And when caffeine and L-theanine combined in the body, they do a very important thing. They stimulate the central nervous system. Caffeine by itself without the L-theanine stimulates your cardiac muscle or your heart. And so typically when you've had too much coffee, which is just a good example of it, and you get like a little bit of the heart pounding, a little bit of racing, and you're really, really um, alert, but you're kind of not grounded. Um, That's because the cardiac or the heart muscle has been really stimulated. When you're drinking tea, the central nervous system is stimulated. So you're able to have what we call um, 
the calm focus hmm. where you are very focused. You are awake. You are alert, but you're also calm because the central nervous system is firing in all, uh, you know, cylinders as opposed to your heart. So it's a very big different physiological response in the body when we're drinking tea. The other thing that the, the, an L-theanine is, uh, there's actually a, a group on Facebook that, of people that just take L-theanine um, for this exact purpose, trying to get this calm and, and focus. Um, but of course, things work synergistically together and it's much better to be drinking high quality uh, tea to get this desired effect than just popping a supplement. Um, the other thing that, the, that is in all tea um, is GABA, which is a neurotransmitter. And GABA uh, helps to keep serotonin, which is, you know, our, our happy uh, neurotransmitter. It's what makes us happy. Uh, it helps to keep the serotonin out washed over the brain longer. And that's a good thing when we have anxiety or depression or a little bit of stress. Um, it helps to keep that uh, neurotransmitter active longer. So our elevated mood remains active longer. And there's actually, um, it's an all tea, but there's actually a GABA oolong that has higher doses in it um, that I use in my um, Happy Calm blend of tea that I made specifically for pandemic <laughs> because so many people were coming to me saying, you know, I need something that's going to help me feel like this. And so I made it. Uh, I made a, a blend using the GABA oolong as a as a base for that. Um, and spirit wise, tea and drinking it uh, allows you to create a space where we get quiet. And we can talk about this later on. But that quiet is the beginning connection to being able to let your own inner knowing speak to you, so that you can uh, feel safe, calm, and more guided and be able to make choices and decisions based on what's really good for you, as opposed to asking external uh, of that for external validation for that. So that's really the, the body, mind, spirit connection in the leaf. And the beautiful thing is, is that you get that every single time you have, have tea, you know, whether you want it or not, it's coming. Um, the tea is very unique in its ability to do that. Wow. I love that. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, because as we were talking about a little earlier, is that when we go to ascertain an answer to anything, we tend to go externally. But what we tend to forget is that we can look internally. And I feel like when we drink the tea and understand that when I drink this tea, I'm going to be calm. So I'm not going to make a rash decision. I'm not going to overreact when something's out of my control, like this crazy pandemic we're dealing with and everything that's coming along um, under this pandemic umbrella. It really allows you to take a few steps back and look at how you've been treating yourself, uh, the people around you, all that. And I, I know that sounds like, oh, wow, Tia, that's really deep. Why would I think all that while drinking tea? Well, I look at it as, at least I know for me, when I drank tea, because I recently started getting back into tea and, and understanding this, is that once I'm relaxed, it's like when I'm going to bed at night and all these thoughts and feelings and arguments I had years ago pop up in my mind. It's like mm -hmm. that when you're drinking tea, you're more relaxed, so your mind is clearer and you can start to delete old files in, in your mind or you know right. figure out who needs to leave your life. 
Um, exactly, are- exactly. And I think, I think a big missing component for most people in our modern day lives um, is silence. Mm. And we have very few ways other than meditation to really create that for ourselves. And I think that we really don't have any idea the importance of creating some silence in our lives. The body and the spirit are, and the mind are constantly communicating with us. Mm -hmm. But we have to create a time and a space for us to be able to listen. And the body is also very smart. You know, it, um, as an acupuncturist, uh, I've seen, you know, I've been practicing for over 18 years now. The body will send you signals, and when you ignore it, it will stop and it will send you a bigger signal. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we ignore that, something else will happen. Um, the body is is really smart. And then if you ignore it enough, sometimes the, it stops and you think, oh, it's no big deal. No, that's when it's even bigger because it's just going to go and kind of do what it needs to do. And sometimes that's not what you want. Um, I have a very common thing of that is patients come in and I immediately question them on their water consumption and they um, will start to drink water and come in very annoyed and say, you know, before I started treatment, I I really wasn't thirsty. I didn't drink very much. I wasn't thirsty. Now that you made me drink this water, I'm thirsty all the time. Right. Because your body said, oh, she's going to give us water. Now we'll send the signal. Because when you weren't giving the water, the body learns, we're not getting water. We're not sending the signal of thirst anymore. There's no point. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is true on every single level. So when we take the time to understand the importance of small practices that give us that space for quiet so that we can communicate with our body and higher self to, to be able to ask a question or hear a message that we wouldn't necessarily get, That's all the beginning of tapping into your own intuition, building that as a skill, being able to learn to use it. And tea is such an easy way to create that space. Sometimes we don't have time for a 30-minute yoga session or a a 30-minute meditation. But the practice of getting quiet and getting still in yourself begins the moment you start to prepare your tea. And that's what I teach and talk to people about showing them how to do that um, basically anyway, from home to their office, wherever they need to take that, that moment um, to just stop and get quiet and check in with themselves. Yes, checking in with yourself. And I love that you said, okay, your body sends out a signal. If you disregard that, it sends out a larger one. And the larger one, it stops and you think you're good. And it's like, psych, <laughs> this is a bigger Wait. one. And, right. and I'm, I'm, little, I'm laughing at it a little bit just because it's, it's almost like uh, a friend who's saying, hey, stop dating that guy. He's bad for you. Or, hey, stop eating that junk food or stop saying that, oh, you're this and you're that. That's negative thinking. You're like, eh, eh. You know, you disregard it, disregard it, disregard it until it gets to a point where you're like, oh, my God, how did I get here? And yeah. with our, our bodies, it's, it's so intelligent. And if we just take the time to understand, for example, when I get a random cramp in my stomach that's in my solar plexus area or uh, sacral area, I know 
it has something to do with my personal power, my creativity, something, and be prepared for the day. It just happens at random times and I know it. So to take note of that is a great thing. And I love what you said about water too. It's not so much that I'm, that, you know, you're telling people this horrible thing, like, oh, drink water because some people say, I don't like the way water tastes, blah, blah, blah. Your body gave up on you. So mm-hmm. it's probably trying to extract water from other things that you've been drinking. And who knows, you might end up with some ailment that you really don't need because your body just overreacting, you know, just doing over, um, overtime there. Right. And well, and one thing I want to point out too for um, anyone that's listening that you know is interested in the connection with spirit, God, however you want to refer to that, is um, one of the types of meditations that I've been trained in is um, centering prayer, and in that we were taught, and it's I believe to be uh, accurate for me, is that. The divine's first language is silence. Mm. And there's something very powerful about discursive prayer, actively praying. But there's also something incredibly powerful about sitting for a moment and saying, surrendering, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not requesting. I'm not speaking. I'm sitting here giving you this time I'm listening. And that can be the, to the divine, to yourself, to your body, or all three at once. And for me, I really, when I came at, you know, because it's hard to start a new practice of anything, you know? Um, and when I began to start this new practice in earnest, that is my motivation, where I'm, this is the time that I give back to myself. I sit in my silence, I drink my tea. And then... I uh, listen, and then I also have a very specific journal that I use for after all my meditative tea sessions. Um, And I always, uh, I have clients that will say, oh, but I have to stop in the middle because I have this great idea and I need to write it down. And I always share with them, I promise you, any idea that is really intended for you, that is of importance, will not go away when the meditation is finished. You will remember it. If you don't, it was fleeting, unimportant, or it will come back around. But you don't ever have to panic about, oh, this great, brilliant idea is only right in the middle of your meditation, so you have to stop and deal with it. You don't. You simply acknowledge it and, and keep doing your practice. And I can promise you, if it's really meant for you at this moment, you'll remember it and you can journal it right afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you have a quote, a regular tea practice helps you cultivate mindfulness and a sense of inner peace. Ultimately, our immunity is linked to our ability to re- remain calm and lessen the stress response. Tea yes. Does this on a mind, body, spirit level, unlike anything else. So with that lovely quote, <laughs> what are some things that you are debunking when people come to you for help? Well, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would say debunking, but what I would say is that I'm reminding them Mm -hmm. that as much as a good probiotic, a good diet, a good uh, movement regime, and by diet, I mean food intake, um, good quality, um, highly energetic food, 
um, taking, you know, um, a great, um, you know, uh, supplements of, on any level, depending upon what you may be supplementing for. Those are all really, really important. But at the end of the day, increased stress and increased levels of cortisol in your body will beat all of that down. Mm. And if we learn to do those things and practice, you know, constantly our ability to control and alleviate, reduce um, our stress response to things, our immune function will be better. Even if I will go out on the limb and say, even if you're not doing any of those other things, it's very much a part of your energetic vibration. If we are vibrating at a frequency that is high and positive, we are not going to be attracting diseases as readily. And the thing that lowers our energetic frequency or vibration the fastest, negative thoughts, um, stress, anxiety, all those things. So when you think about a health regime or a wellness program or a lifestyle you want to adopt, I always say for the, the very, very top, and when I work with people in my program, this is the very first thing we start to work on is what practices are we going to put in place to keep our vibration where we want it to be? Tea is one of those unbelievably effective yet easy ways to do that. The leaf itself has an energetic vibration. It's called dachi. And when we drink it, uh, very good high quality tea, we are drinking in a high vibrational frequency into the body. When I do my cultivated or uh, curated blends um, for people, they are energetically infused by me with a particular uh, vibration for whatever the, the need the person and I have discussed. So they're, they're customized in that way. Um, but I think more than anything, and I am, I'm a supplement girl. My parents were Shackley distributors when I was a little girl. So I've taken vitamins uh, my whole entire life. And I believe strongly in um, that, them, in that our, our food, even when eating very high quality foods, um, our soil is very depleted. And so we're not getting all the nutrients and things that we should be able to get from our food. Um, and so I believe supplementation is necessary. But at the end of the day, your energetic vibrational frequency to me and my thinking is number one in keeping yourself healthy and happy. So when, when someone's new to uh, tea, they should first check their energetic level and then dive into to the tea or can they do that? No, no. I, when someone's new to tea, the most important thing with respect to the, vib the vibration of tea is picking a very high quality loose leaf tea. There is a lot of tea on the market, and I'm not a big person to disparage other types of tea uh, or brands in particular, but one needs to be aware that there's a lot of tea on the market, and you need to be looking for high-quality, loose-leaf teas that are sourced um, well, that are organic, um, and that um, are not necessarily mass-produced. Um, there are some that 
are that are okay to be drinking, but there are, um, get your, I believe in my opinion, you're getting less and less, um, energetic, uh, qualities or components to the leaf. Um, then when you are looking at, um, smaller tea companies that are, um, independently sourcing high quality, uh, grown and, and, and harvested teas. Got it. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you, how can someone know the difference between uh, a high quality tea and, and something that's not so high quality since it's just so readily available, not or excluding the loose leaf tea. I mean, just like, right. well, tea. and here's the situation with loose leaf versus, you know, um, a traditional tea bag or tea sachet. Um, first of all, there are some there are some opportunities now to purchase higher quality leaf teas in tea sachets, um, but you have to really do a little bit of research on that, and you also have to do a little bit of research on what the tea bag or sachet is made out of, because that's very important. You don't want to be steeping your tea in plastic, which is what is happening a lot of times, or highly bleached or chemically treated. Uh, tea bags. That's what's happening a lot of the time. Now, I personally don't retail uh, tea bags of any of my teas because I'm teaching the practice of tea as meditation and being able to cultivate it. And even if you are just making, let's just say a cup of tea, it's still a better process to learn how to steep loose leaf. Um, It's not hard. There are all kinds of great um, examples of teaware on the market today that really make it super easy. Um, I certainly won't lie to you and tell you that I don't take um, tea sachets with me when I travel as well as my, my little um, infuser kit with me um, because sometimes in the airport and whatnot uh, or in other places where I, I don't have an opportunity to do um, my tea with the my loose leaf infuser, um, I at least have what I know to be a good quality loose leaf tea in a, a, a organic non-toxic uh, tea sachet. So there, that, that, you know, I still do that every now and then, but ultimately it's so easy to make and use loose leaf tea that um, once people learn that, they, they just kind of want to stick with that. I'm one of those people. <laughs> Well, it's easy. And a lot of times people think, oh, I can't do that. I just need my Lipton and da, da, da. And trust me, a lot of Lipton tea has flown through, has flowed through this body. Um, uh, So it's just a matter of having somebody take some time to show you. And when I work with clients, um, even when we do things via Zoom, you know, they just get every, they pick everything that they want. I ship it to them. They've got it. We do our Zoom meeting. I show them how to use it. It's super easy. It's just having somebody take 10 or 15 minutes with you and show you how to do it and show you your options. And I can guarantee you, Tia, if you saw the options, you'll, everybody sees one. They're like, Oh, that's, Oh, I love that. Or, you know, there's the, um, a Gaiwan, which is a tr- traditional Chinese brewing method. And some people fall in love with that. Some people are like, no, I don't want to use that. I want to use that. It's just a matter of finding what you, um, what you feel comfortable with. Absolutely. I know um, when I uh, started buying loose leaf tea, it became a very nice ritual for me. And I'm glad that you talked about that process because it really activates all of your senses from, yeah. from 
stage one when you when you open up the packet or or the bottle my, my the loose leaf i have is in a bottle i open it up i smell it's like oh my god yes and that's where the that's where the mindfulness becomes mm -hmm. that's how you use tea and learn mindfulness it's great that you brought that up because yes you do use all your senses and you become very very present in that moment i always tell people that making tea is a very quick and and reliable teacher on whether or not you are mindful mm -hmm. because the proof is in your cup if it doesn't taste good you were not present there's only so many things that are involved the leaf the water temperature and the steep time yep and when we remain present in that moment while we're dealing with all three of those things we get the perfect cup if we are not present and we are distracted, then we don't. And so it's a very quick teacher and reminder of, oh, wow, this is not, oh, yeah, I was thinking about, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. And so when I work with someone, we begin right where you did. We look at the packaging and we like, like the, the way it looks. And then we open it and we smell the leaf and we look at the dry leaf. We put the kettle on we uh, do a little bit of uh, meditation and just silence while that's happening, pouring the water over, watching what's referred to as the agony of the leaf, which is the process of the leaf being impacted by the water poured on it and opening up for us. Uh, then we strain and smell the wet leaf and then we look at the liquor of the tea. We take a smell of that, we sip, and then there's the whole process of taking a sip and allowing ourselves to become present to what it feels like in the mouth, holding it in the mouth for a moment, swallowing slowly, feeling that go down the throat, down the esophagus, into the body. That is how you cultivate mindfulness by just having a very simple cup of tea. But it's, there's really nothing, it's simple, but it is not simplistic. It's very, very deep, and this is why like I said to you, I could talk to you about this forever. It just, I become such a geek about, wow, this little thing is so deep and complex in terms of what it can do for us and how we can use it. And we can, um, each time we get to pick how far we want to delve into that gift that it gives us. Um, and that's really awesome too. I mean, I don't have a 30 minute tea session every time I have tea. Sometimes I have a two hour session. Sometimes I have a 15 minute session. Sometimes I, I, I do my sessions at least twice a day. Sometimes I have them four times a day. Um, lately, I've really been giving myself the opportunity to say, you know what? I need a moment. I have been very uh, aware that my own anxiety and apprehensiveness around things as we go through the times that we're in I need a moment more frequently than not. Mm -hmm. And I find that a beautiful thing is that when you are around someone else um, and you offer them to have that moment with you, most of the time the response is, oh, that would be great. Because trust me, if you're having anxiety and apprehension, I can guarantee you everybody else's. Mm -hmm. Whether they're speaking about it or being honest with you about it is another story. So it's such a nice way to just say to somebody, hey, you want to take a moment with me? Um, and yes, that is, the, that is the power of the mindfulness and checking in with ourselves. I have 
another quote I'll share with you, but this is not mine. This is from Jane Austen, who I adore. But it's we all have a better guide in ourselves if we would pay attention than any other person could be. And I think we forget that. That mm -hmm. that brings us, you know, back to the own inner guru kind of thing and listening to oneself. Yeah, and it's so interesting because we ask others to listen to us. Yes. <laughs> we need to listen to ourselves. Right, exactly. I mean, when you give counsel to someone else, I always think about that. And then I think, well, would I be that forgiving? Would I be that compassionate? Would I be that nice to myself? Mm -hmm. And one of the ways I do that is to make myself a cup of tea. It's a really good habit I've gotten myself into when I've been, I realize I've done this for someone else or whatever. I think, well, what have I done for myself today? Well, I can make myself a cup of tea. Right. And like you and I were talking earlier, not waiting for somebody to come in and save us. I, you can save yourself with a cup of tea every single day. Um, it's just getting into the practice of, of, of noticing of noticing that and giving yourself that gift. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm glad that you brought up the no one's going to save you because I was thinking as you were talking, uh, how we also talked about the passes we give people. And sometimes we're, we're harsher on ourselves than we are of others. So it's like, let's yes. give ourselves a pass and let's make this time for tea and like you said, like any practice, it, it takes a little while to get into the groove of it. But when something is beneficial, especially as beneficial as tea, where it's transformative, it helps your immunity system, it allows you to calm down, you're going to love it. There, there isn't going to be a negative. You know, there, there, no. there are no bad side effects. If anything, as yeah. you're saying, you're going to spread this knowledge and it's not just a trend you know, like, hey, drink this tea. And, and, you know, not to have an issue with people taking, you know, pictures with tea on Instagram. I, I do it. But right. um, the education part right. is what, what's missing. And, and that's what I like to incorporate. And that's what I do incorporate when uh, I, I post or talk about it, because that's where we become our own guru. It's not following a trend. It's not just because it looks pretty or something like that you are diving back into yourself and especially right. during this time where we are just inundated with facts and videos and people's opinions, you know, it's just we right. time out. The, and the biggest objection that I find that people um, give me is time. And it's one of the things that I wanted to speak to specifically with you today and, and about our, our current living situation and what we're headed into in the next three months as we go into the election, as we go into cold and flu season. Um, and regardless of how it isn't a political thing, it's simply that the political climate creates mm -hmm. stress and the oncoming cold and flu season and the continued presence of coronavirus and creates potential stress. And I can tell you that in terms of time, when you think that you don't have enough time to do this, I can promise you that if you take the time to do it, 
the time that you are working or being with family or whatever it is you do the rest of the day will be so much more enhanced because you are calm and focused. Mm -hmm. So what would normally take you 45 minutes may take you 10. Something that you've procrastinated about, you may just like hurry up and do it. The quality of your interactions with the people that you love or the people that you work with will be improved because you are calm and focused. You are mindful. You give yourself that 15 seconds before you respond, which can change the outcome of an entire conversation. So when people say to me, oh, I don't have the time. No, if you really think you don't have the time, you are a person that needs to do this more than anyone else does. Mm -hmm. Because that's indicating that you really are on the edge of going into a physiological response in your body that you do not want because it is impacting your immunity. Now that we're in summer and you know a little bit of a breather, so to speak, now is the time to really get this under your belt as a practice. Mm -hmm. So that when things begin to amp up, if they do, we have it in our toolbox. We know what to do. We, this is just like a given. We fall into it very easily. We don't have to think about it. We're doing this. We're keeping our um, energetic vibration high. We're keeping our immunity high. We're keeping our mood elevated. That's why we need to be doing this. And that's why we need to be taking this as time as an opportunity to learn it and then really get into the practice of it. And find out what your motivator is. What's going to motivate you? Is it the immunity? Is it the raising your vibration? Is it giving you the inner peace? Is it getting in touch with your own voice, being able to listen to it, cultivating your intuition and using that? Uh, as we move forward, we are going to need to be better decision and choice makers. And we need to be able to feel confident in the decisions and choices that we make for ourselves and our family. We get that confidence by having a strong, developed, practiced intuition. We get that by creating a space for quiet and able to listen. We get that by cultivating our tea practice. It's one of the ways we can. Yes, I am so glad that you said that because I want to talk about, I want to do a recap of the benefits of having uh, tea as, as a practice because it's easy for, for someone to say, oh yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, I do need an immunity booster. And, but no, like, no, you need, <laughs> it's like this right. is something to gloss over um, because once you start doing this, uh, and, and like I said, I just recently got back into tea, but I'm new to loose leaf tea and I'm so glad that mm -hmm. you're here. And what I noticed is that I'm starting to honor my space even more. And it happens. You, you can be on, a, on, a, on like a five-month streak of honoring your space, uh, having boundaries set, your focus, mind, body, spirit. And something happens, like cough, the pandemic cough, your yep. world is rocked. And now you're at a whole new level. And you need this to remind you, as yep. you were saying, Lynette, earlier, reminders of who you are and what you can do because... We want to be well-informed, and, and that doesn't mean, and, and I want to really reel this in here because we can easily do this. It doesn't mean seeking all this external approval and external um, 
like counsel, okay? You want to be choosy about who you go to for help and advice. But at the end of the day, you had to make your own decisions and be comfortable with that, which is, again, Lynn, and I'm so glad you talked about the decision-making. And you do that by tapping into yourself first and foremost. So this- Well, let's, let's, re- let's remember, too, that when we go to the external, particularly now, okay, everybody, everyone is struggling. And so if we are going to others who are struggling, who are not creating mindfulness, who are not getting quiet and listening to themselves, who are not um, tapping in, paying attention to certain things, but we're going to them to ask for guidance, what kind of guidance are we getting? Right. It's not the same as asking, and you and I were discussing, even very close family members. People are showing up in very new and interesting ways under this amount of stress. And so that's why we have to revert back to understanding and really seeing the gift that we have in developing our own guidance, going back to our own compass and being able to, as we move forward, when situations come up, if they do, where we've got to make important critical choices for our well-being and our family's well-being, that needs to come from a place of what our body and our mind and our spirit knows, not others. Mm-hmm. And so this, and, and the T thing, it's like when you're having it, like I said, like when you're having a moment, it's so easy to just boom, five minutes, just breathing in the warmth of the tea, taking a breath, stopping. It allows you just enough time for that voice to come through and go, okay, don't panic. Mm-hmm. You've made it through every other crisis that's ever happened and you're going to make it through whatever you're saying or calling a crisis right now in this moment. Absolutely. And maybe, and maybe it helps you realize that maybe you need to broaden your perspective a bit. Maybe this is not a crisis. Right. This is just, uh, it's a, it's a problem. And life is full of problems that get solved. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Problems are not bad. They are simply little hills or bumps or whatever that we need to, as human beings, figure out. And the T part of this, the reminder part of this, is that we have all of the skills already internally to solve, conquer, whatever term you want to use, every single problem or obstacle that can ever show up. Mm-hmm. We do, but we have, I believe at times forgotten that a lot. Yes. And so you take little, you take, it is about taking back your power. It's about taking back your power in your own decision-making and uh, trusting yourself and your own ability to be autonomous in your own ability to be responsible for yourself and your life. Yeah. Problems don't go away. They get bigger. But any way you can take down anything that's big is by chipping at it, right? Little by little. And we can do that by T. Well, and, the, and I'll, I'll say briefly, this is something that I, I educate people and we talk about in practice. Um, we mentioned earlier about the agony of the leaf. And when you just look at the dried tea leaves, they are not very animated. They're not really 
giving us anything. When we pour the very hot water on the leaf, it's a shock and it opens and it begins to give of itself all of the nutrients, all of the everything we've talked about. One of the reasons why I've always remained, became and remain fascinated with tea is I think that's a tremendous metaphor for life. And people are steeped um, by situations in life. And it's not until we have that hot water put on us do we actually learn who we are in a real true way and of our capabilities. I think Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, I think it's the quote is from her, um, you never know how strong a woman is. Um, a woman's like a tea bag. You never know how strong she is until she's in hot water. Mm -hmm. And um, I really believe that's true for people in general. And when you talk about, you know, your podcast, a spiritually, uh, you know, empowered life, that this is it, you know, knowing that whatever comes your way, you have skills to deal with. And when that obstacle is taken care of, another one may come, but that is life. Life is not to be obstacle and problem free. Life is, in my opinion, knowing that whatever shows up, we can uh, deal with, conquer, persevere through, learn from, uh, and move on to the next opportunity to learn. And that doesn't mean that I haven't had some very ugly, painful, horrible things happen, but I'm still here today talking to you. <laughs> None of them taken me out yet. So. Um, that this is just a way to remind ourselves of that. And I think now more than ever, we need those reminders. We need to know that. We need to realize that we have the ability and the skill to get through whatever may be coming um, in the next, you know, three to 12 months. Yes. Um, so I wanted to ask you this question because I know a lot of people who I come across or listen to the podcast they are for the most part private with their spirituality, not yet ready to mm -hmm. come out full force, or they live with uh, muggle relatives. <laughs> so uh -huh. how can they be a little bit on the discreet side while drinking tea? They're trying to be in their moment and maybe the husband, the wife, the children come along. How, how can they, uh, you know, put in like muggle terms so they can still have that sacredness, that sacred space with them, but also, you know, give them something so they can leave them alone. <laughs> well, so a lot of times people will just get up a little bit early mm. um, or they'll take a look at their schedule where they can have a little bit of quiet time. One of the things that I always like to share with moms is that kids really get into this too. And it can just be um, a time of bonding and they can have their little tea together. Um, you know, it, it can be different each time. To, to cultivate a little bit of downtime with your children and ask them how their day was. Or maybe something they're looking forward to. But that's an opportunity for them to come together as a family. You can simply um, just, you know, how many times do you know people who are like, don't come near me while I'm having my coffee? <laughs> yes. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but it's very easy when you get the right tools. It's just about sitting and sipping. And, uh, you know, I go through this a lot of different ways. 
how you can incorporate this into your day, and then maybe taking a little bit of time to go and journal if you want to, and you don't have to journal afterwards. That's the, that's the part of it. You can simply sit. It doesn't have to be um, an overt practice. And what I will tell you is that I have had many people tell me that members of their family, after watching them take a moment, carve out some time to sit and make the tea and be quiet and whatever, they want to know about it. And it's become something that then they do together. I had one of my very first um, male clients, and this was a big deal because I was just out of school and we had just finished all the, you know, training about being safe and, you know, when you're, when you're treating a man or if you're a man treating a woman, you know, that kind of thing. And his wife called me and I was so panicked. <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness, why on earth is his wife calling me? And she called me and she said, I just want to tell you that my husband did the nicest thing for me last night that he's done in our 25 year marriage. And she said, and you know him, he's a nice man. And he, he is. She said, he made me tea after dinner and we sat for 20 minutes and just sat with each other, had a small conversation, but just sat and drank our tea. And she said, he told me that you taught him how to do that. And she said, I don't know what else you're teaching him, but he will never miss an appointment from here on out. <laughs> and so that's the magic. That's the transformation mm -hmm. is that you don't know what you're taking the time to do this may invite from other people. And so, yeah, you can, if you've got a family that's open to it, you're like, look, here's my tea meditation, blah, blah, blah. I'm in this room. I'll come out when I'm done. If not, you can sit at the table with the table with other people and do it. You know, um, I've been with, uh, uh, Father Keating after a retreat in the Denver, Colorado airport, one of the busiest, loudest airports in the United States, and had him sit um, on a chair and was in deep meditation for 45 minutes with all of this going around him. It's, it's amazing what we can do when we put our minds to it and we see the benefits of it. So I don't know that you have to make a big production out of it. You can simply learn how to brew a proper cup of tea and add in the length and time and other techniques with it as you want. And that's what I would say to people. You just simply start out brewing your tea and giving yourself that time and see what happens. Perfect. Awesome. Any final words? Um, well, just that, uh, what we've already talked about that really tea is such a unique opportunity to impact, um, that gives impact on the body, mind, spirit level. And it's a really beautiful uh, opportunity to give yourself the gift of reconnecting and, or, or connecting even more to your um, internal you listening to that and, um, and realizing what great knowledge 
uh, you have about yourself and life and opening up to that. Beautiful. I feel like there's going to be more tea practitioners. <laughs> I hope so. That's my, that's my goal is like, I'd like to be the Pied Piper of people drinking tea. That would make me very happy. Absolutely. Especially after hearing these transformations. Oh man, I know I can feel it. Thank you so much, Lenan, for being on the show. I've learned so much. Uh, I, I can't wait for the, the next round of people to come about and say, you know, I'm a tea practitioner because of Lenan or, you know, whatever the case may be. I know that this is a huge turnaround for a lot of people, especially during this time. So again, thank you for all your wisdom. Oh, um, thank you for having me. And um, any, you know, of your listeners, uh, they're welcome to contact me with questions if they would like, um, just to extend that offer to them. If they have a question or whatever, I'm happy to, um, to talk with them. So. Most definitely. Yes. Because the more they get to know about um, loose leaf tea and high quality loose leaf tea, the better. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. You have uh, your, your well infused life program. Yes. How can we get in touch with you to sign up for that? Um, well, my it's you can contact me at thewellinfusedlife.com, um, or yes, thewellinfusedlife.com. That's new. Um, it's got um, a very small piece of information on there. My phone number. You can call me directly or email me and let me um, know that you're interested. Basically, those are um, that program is curated specifically for each individual um, in terms of what we tackle what kind of goal they set for themselves and how we go about meeting it tea is definitely involved and we go through um, many uh, processes we figure out the best way to get you to where you want to go using um, energy and tea and uh, and teaching you how to be your own guru with that so um, that's they're welcome to just contact me that way I would be happy to talk with anyone about that Beautiful. And we will put that link in the description of this. Thank you. Yes, no problem. Thank you again all to all the listeners out there. I am rooting for you. I'm sending you many blessings. And please do not forget to be kind to yourself. Until next time. As always, Spiritual Trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.